Welcome to Radio 5G, where we sort fact from fiction, conspiracy from falsehood, reality from the unknown. And by doing so, we change the collective consciousness of humanity. A production of CosmicReality.com Welcome to Radio 5G. This is a pre-recorded uh, presentation that will air for the first time on uh, July 19th, which is Wednesday, July 19th, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Mark Joseph. This is Radio 5G. And with us today, we have a very special guest. We had her on the Shungite show uh, probably longer than I think or Maybe shorter than I think because I can't keep track of time anymore. Uh, Karen McDonald, and we're so grateful that she's uh, she's here with us. She's a lot of fun. And uh, Mark, I'm going to turn it over to you. He's going to give a, a a little bit of a because seriously, most of you probably already know about her. But for those that don't, Mark is going to give you just a brief introduction. Mark. Yeah. Thank you, Nancy. Honored always to have. Karen on again, um, Ms. Karen McDonald, um, head instructor at Genius Biofeedback, former radio talk show host at Project Incension and Pyramid One, The Basis Project, The Leak Project, and with Alfred Weber. Um, see, former NICU nurse at Royal University Hospital, uh, studied vital flex reflexology, quantum alliance, colon hydrotherapy. Um, there's a uh, International Quantum University for Integrated Integrative Medicine (SCIO) and Omni University Genius Biofeedback uh, specializes in in RIFE, PEMF, QBS, CB, CBS, and um, of course long distance scalar healing, uh, ir- iridiology, blood radionics, um, and the Vedru Shaman, and also the Thirteenth Clan Mother. Um, Karen, did I miss anything specific or? lately in, in that uh, breakdown? Well, you know, one of my favorite little things, and thank you for that introduction, both of you, thank you, uh, is actually peristeme hydrotherapy. So I talk all about doing yoni or vaginal, but also for men we call it a lingam steam. So I'm really big into bringing back some of the original types of tribal medicine that are way before the pyramid. So peristeme hydrotherapy. So thank you for bringing that to my attention. I got to add that one on. <laughs> so. And a lot, you know, to do with land water, obviously protection as a clan mother and very much so about the child protection now. I think we're aware of what's been going on with the sound of freedom. And I got into this because my children were one of those targeted children back in 1997. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's a lot to take in. I studied with Dr. Robert Young now, so I'm doing a lot of live blood cell um, projects as well with him, hopefully. So anyway, thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, that's uh, one of the bigger ripples, like, like you mentioned, the um, topic of uh, uh, trafficking and slavery. And of course, mm-hmm. th- this is rippling out to, I mean, we all, all knew this, but to the uh, normies or background people. Um, mm-hmm. Have you seen the movie, by the way, Sound of Freedom? Yeah, actually I do. And I actually, I actually have it on my Telegram and Facebook. I actually have a link to it that's been mirrored as well. So I do actually have the freebie one, but I did sit in the audience in Castlegar, just sort short of uh, just out of uh, Nelson, as you call British Columbia, but in the Sinaiic territory, 
it was pretty interesting. And uh, I was there with about 30, 40 friends. And we met in the parking lot after. And, of course, there's been so much upheaval on one end or the other. And I just actually just watched a response from Tim Ballard, actually, to all the uh, criticisms and allegations and um, critiques on it. So I just finished that, actually, about an hour ago. So it's interesting because that's part of what I do with biofeedback with Ryan Williams, who developed 30 different technologies, not just the Genius and the Odyssey, but different forms of light, sound, and bioresonant technology. And we use things like shungite either on the plates or with the plates or even in that kind of technology. So Ryan Williams is at Insight Health App. So I'm one of their lead instructors as well. But, you know, it's really touching when you, you bring it in. One of the, the panels or the libraries that I focused on through the years because of my children, that's what brought me into this quantum field of healing and ancestral genetics, epigenetics, and especially mitochondrial DNA because they're very special things that they target us as women and they target our firstborn children, the female. And so I developed entire protocols on the biofeedback that can be done through biosound or resonance. And that's what I call SARA, which is our sexual abuse and ritual abuse panel. So there's a lot to do for you know recovery from whether abductee rapes my labs or ritual or this type of targeting so it, it's a very sub you know the very subject is very near and dear to me so yeah karen i want to interrupt you for a second because <clears throat> we've been doing every show i've done since it i first got introduced to it right just just before it opened up we, we've done a segment on it do you feel comfortable explaining a little bit more about how your family got involved in it? Because sure. <clears throat> I saw this, it was uh, uh, Fox News, and they did mm -hmm. a segment, and Jim Cabisal uh, was there. Right. And he, they, they were showing people coming out of the movie, and they were so emotional, unbelievably emotional. Mm -hmm. And then he walked up on them, and their reaction was just incredible. And he actually, when he saw it again, when he was talking to Raymond, uh, uh, Raymond Devarero, I think mm -hmm. it is. Yeah. It he 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 started tearing up again. I mean, it was, but so the people out there who are lambasting this thing, they right, just right. are saying some incredibly negative things. You know, that's the opposition. But mm -hmm. for those people that may have seen the negative stuff and are on the fence and don't know, can you just explain to them why they ought to pay attention to it? Because it happened to you and your family. For sure. If for you sure. feel comfortable. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I, I haven't got that much deep into it over the years. Most people know me from Project Insension or the other shows I've done. But I recently did a show about a month ago with Carrie Cassidy from Project Camelot. And, you know, Nancy, for when the first time somebody actually asked me after all these years, you know, healing this, that, whatever, or as a clan mother or international law or how are we going to deal with this, getting these violations for crimes against humanity, for acts of war and treason. And how do you go after these people has been my bigger thing. That's why I put in some of the arrest warrants for Queen Elizabeth and the agents and referring agents. And I've been dealing with people in the forces, all different forces internationally to deal with these galactic and otherwise. So I'm quite well aware of the dumbs and stuff. But when I was on Carrie Cassidy, one of the things I mentioned is that it really hit home for me in 1997. I have two children. So whether Tim Ballard's got nine, I have two. I think, you know, those of us, we all have 
different people we're attached to and love. But I was a former neonatal nurse or still, you know, nursing at the time. And I had been experienced, you know, where I'd seen child abuse in emergency or doing in my training. So I wasn't, you know, oblivious to it by any stretch of the imagination. My mother actually was also studied as a student nurse, but a psychiatric nurse in something called the North Battlefield Hospital back in the 50s, which was a psychiatric. And it really, now we know it was the MK Alta training, right? And she told me actually, had she had witnessed a, a satanic kill in the basement of this hospital. And they were stuffing bodies. They weren't going to the morgues. They were doing these rituals and not just ECT and not just shock therapy, but lobotomies and stuff were done in Saskatchewan. So, I mean, I, I had a bit of a background. You know? So I, I have had some awareness. And in 1997, my child, Allison, started disclosing that she was being molested and started seeing this incredible amount of stuff. She talked about lawyers and, and student lawyers I knew. And her father was John Paul Clock. He was a groomed Pope Pius X through the Jesuit-trained, you know, faction, we'll say, and then went through the Catholic school system and then trained as basically what would be the president of QP, which up here would be the, you know, union for all the inside workers in Saskatoon. And then he was into the police part, into the parks, everything, like as a union rep. And then he became a lawyer in Saskatoon. And then I started seeing a whole bunch of weird stuff. Literally, I was a witness to with them and the courthouse registrar making deals of where they were going to get the judges. So I'd seen a lot of stuff that probably I shouldn't have. And they probably just, you know, were oblivious. But I witnessed a lot of stuff that in retrospect now I'm like, holy crap, this is awful, you know. Deals being being done, cocaine, drugs, guns, all sorts of stuff, misappropriation of funds. I witnessed a lot of stuff, and I could prove it, which I did try to go to the authorities to get them to look and investigate to it, which, of course, I found there was a inside cartel that looks after their good old boys. And, you know, people were getting, you know, hurt by this and destroying families. But in 1997, my child um, came up, and she started talking about this. And I didn't know at the time there was a huge case in Canada, in Saskatchewan called, and you can look it up, the Martinsville case. Little bedroom community just outside of Saskatoon by the University of Saskatchewan, which is also by the second largest medicine wheel. So you have to know the juxtaposition of the midway of the dumbs and the adrenochrome and the child trafficking, which is right in the center of everything. So it's a huge transition system for whether you see evergreen containers, adrenochrome, eugenics, genetics labs, everything runs through a lot through the University of Saskatchewan, including tunnel systems underneath the city, which I've been in part of them, by the way. And I got into this type of thing and my head was just blown. She was coming back with red vaginas. He was taking her into his bedroom at night in his mom's place. I later found massive amounts of pornography and guns, illegal guns, semi stuff that no child should ever have to be subjected to the amount of pornography and the type i would say would be just short of what i'd call snuff films and from that point i went investigating but she started saying that her father was touching her inappropriately and at point she was actually in a fetal position shaking with this reddened vagina and of course i bring it to the attention of dr jerry farthing i bring it to the lawyer's attention i go to child protection i go to the rcmp i go to the city police they were not doing anything 
and they kept shuffling this and I could not figure this out and they they're trying to make it sound like maybe it's the tide detergent like you know I said and maybe you're an asshole and don't know it's not like he does laundry anyway and it's going to be shifting it these when you see things that are you know roughened and I went what that is going on but this case was going on the Martinsville case that was done and the leading officer at the time was sergeant or sorry sergeant um constable Claudia Bryden and constable Bryden already knew about some of this stuff and when I started telling her and I didn't know about this till 10 years later I her and I became very close friends and you know it wasn't till like you know 2007 or 8 or something that I got to know her like quite some time after but I told her things that only she would know as the lead investigator that she knew that I was telling the truth and the children were telling the truth in this Martinsville case they the children had alleged they were being taken by satanic groups there were ritual kills they were chained in to vans in this little bedroom community it was connected to this brotherhood at ram and i heard the lawyers buzzing because they were having little talks like john clock and some of the labor lawyers like uh, larry's um and stuff like that i looked at this and i was like holy crap what i'm going to do so i went obviously to get him removed i called the police in to deal with the arms because they didn't want the children hurt there were seven charges that were eventually laid on john all of them which went away you know and uh, get a boys lawyers club and go to talk to a bencher and have lunch so i you know learned this whole thing was just a huge cartel that i was up against then we decided to get they wanted a what's called a focus custody family law division again not children family or children you know versus kids they've got their own little lingo about you know slave children in here they wanted to have this and even though i had joint custody he only brought them to the focus custody access so they could you know record what they were saying later i found out through the freedom and informations acts and got got the copies of which they sealed my file by the way i'm one of the few family law division cases in the courts of saskatchewan that was actually blacked out news media blackout and sealed for trial so that means we couldn't no one could get any information really you know unless you knew what was going on and it takes a lot to get a, a thing gag orders on that stuff so anyway they went in there allison made some disclosures the jerry farthing had heard about it who was the assigned thing again all through saint Thomas More, all through the Catholic Church, all this club. When I was in there, I happened to have looked after one of the lists, and I saw Greg Coos, and I saw all these lawyers with Jerry Farthing, with Jerry Farthing, and I went, holy crap, this is a conflict of interest. They're all running the same little, like, you know, shuffle deal here in, the, in this focus custody access report. Allison had actually disclosed that she was being molested, and they blacked it out, or they blacked out the name later in the Freedom of Information Act. And I was like, this is getting insane. And then John decided not to ever bring the children back again. So you know what? I didn't see my children for f almost 15 years. Trying to reestablish a maternal bond, you know, in there. And in between, I'll say as well, I saw them briefly for about two months. And in 2006, what I'd actually done is snuck in basically a cell phone into the children. And I was able to start and establish communications again. And because John used to do most of his law stuff in the bars, while he took off to go, you know, play with the bars and do whatever kind of trafficking they were doing, I was able to see my children briefly. They were not being 
fed properly. They weren't sleeping properly. The school reports from the teachers were insane. Allison started cutting her wrist at some point. Alex was eating the paper because they were so malnourished. It was like a failure to thrive. There was no other way to describe that. And then basically they called me screaming one day and Allison was just absolutely beyond her I'd ever seen. She was rocking and shaking. And Alex then also disclosed that John had shot a gun and just missed his head. And I said, if you want to leave, I'll take you. Just be packed up. So we did. They left a letter. I made sure that they put these letters in. They said the reason they were doing they didn't feel loved. They weren't fed properly. They made disclosures that they were um, left alone. They made disclosures about pornography. And they felt also that they were uncomfortable. These are things that the children wrote to him as 11 and 12 year olds. And I said, fine, I'll deliver the letter and away we go. So I left to a safe zone and they traced us through my cell phone and I was arrested and charged with two counts of abduction, even though I was protecting my children. And it was at the children's volition. It was well documented that they asked to be removed. And from there, all the court crap, you know, in and out of jail, you know, a few times and John's crap, you know, everything's usually dropped or stayed or something. So I went through that legal, um, you know, assault of which I was sexually assaulted as well by the Saskatoon City Police, you know, in there because I knew my rights. I, 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 you know, was standing up there and I said, I'm also a clan mother. You can't do that. And they said, we don't care. We don't have to follow the law. RCMP has stole my truck a couple of months ago and said, don't have to follow the law, you know. So they have these psychopaths are non-human in the sense that they have no emotion and they don't care. They need the sexual gratification. So even trying to reestablish connections with their children. And now I've got one child, the oldest female wants to transgender because we know about the drugs. We know about the Gardasils. I put everything into place so they wouldn't be hurt, but they want to break the maternal bond. And they basically have almost done that, you know, so just even trying to reestablish it. So when I see things and that's what got me into actually holistic medicine. I got away from the allopathics, the drugs, I could see what it was doing. So we got into sexual abuse and ritual abuse, healing and recovery. I learned from Dr. Gary Young all the aromatherapy components, how it affects the amygdala, the limbic system, the ancestral part of it, the genetics. And that oil that you get from Young Lagoon for Sara is at 102 hertz. It's designed to start triggering in the second chakra and start doing things. So I made one of the largest recovery programs ever through Genius Biofeedback through the Insight Health apps, because I have everything from ICAR codes to MK Alter Project. They used what was called the Wizard of Oz program. I don't know if you've heard of that, but the Wizard of Oz is part of their MK Alter Project they, they used on my children. So very early, you know, my girl was coming up saying, I'm not a McDonald. I'm not a Lucic McDonald. I'm only a little quack. And they would degrade the children. I would send them in clothing. You know, it's winter up here. It's minus 20, 30. So, you know, we had the children were bundled up like, you know, a little um, bugs in a rug. And they'd come back in ill-fitting clothing that was inappropriate, that was, you know, sizes too small and something from Value Village. And they would be just in a T-shirt or a sweater in the middle of minus 20. And that was twice I had that happen. So how they traumatized the children, I could see, was quite evident. And the lack of 
child protection. We now learn now that child protection, family law division, CPS, all these industries are for their fronts for the child trafficking industries. And I started studying someone called Through the Basis Project. I met with super soldiers, James Casbolt. I met with the super soldier, uh, Max Spires before he was killed. Kathy O'Brien's book, Transformation of America, Bryce's stuff, how the military was involved, everything. I had gotten all this. I had lots of help when I was actually put into jail as well. I literally, there was like 11 websites put out that, you know, there's this, you know, holistic nurse or this mom or this, you know, the the female, you know, version of trying to do child protection or the rainbow warrior they used to call me in jail. You know, because, and they did, they kicked me out eventually because, you know, I was trying to teach them yoga instead of giving them drugs. And I had everyone citing different, you know, sections of the law books to get them out because, you know, trying to get our rights done. And eventually I was removed, you know, out of there. You know, they said, you're brilliant. I started talking about pH and parasites and stuff like that. And at some point the psychiatrist kind of got it. But, you know, I could see what they were doing. Um, And one of the other things that kind of led me as well, I'll just backtrack a bit is when I was a student nurse in the 1980s, one of the people that was in the psychiatric unit was actually talking about being a mule and how they were taken into a hotel from a bar. They were drug dropped. They were basically photographed in Saskatoon. Um, they were being used for this drug trafficking and sex trafficking. And he was losing it because they had overdosed him. And basically... He had an issue, and that's what put him in the psych unit. But when I heard his story, everything he did checked out because he told me about a certain bar and things like that. And I'd known through the people I was involved with that this was going on. But again, they wanted to keep these people suppressed. So in my my experience, a lot of people in the psychiatric unit are the ones that are actually quite normal. Usually it's just pH or food or something like that. But what they were being subjected to, this again went into the MK Ultra project as well. But what I've seen is when I got through learning about recovery and womb trauma and telegony and that most of the women, when I was on the sexual assault center, I carried the pager for about a year. I seemed to notice that it was the same certain officers that showed up. Later, I found out some of these officers in the Saskatoon City Police, they would start talking about pig roasts and stuff like that to me, and which now I know is the code word for the long pig or the short pig is known as basically an adrenochrome spirit cooking or frazzle drip kind of um, ritual. And Saskatoon was very well known for taking a lot of the First Nations, and there are 12 nations. I'm one of the white nations, but with some of the red tribes and the Cree and the Nihilwak around there, they were taking people out for these rituals or whatever they wanted or just leaving their, their bodies out to freeze in the winter. So we'd also had a lot of, because I'd worked up with some of the tribes too, as you, and I have heard, and I've been involved in some of the cases, too, where people or private armies will come up around a reserve. They will actually lock it down, scramble their communications, and they will actually kill some of the men, rape some of the women. And they were trafficking children up into Canada. So with what Tim Ballard was saying and Jim Caviezel that United States is one of the best places, uh-uh. No, no. There's so much space up in Canada. They've got so much islands and stuff that you could actually very easily with the dumbs up here, and I know where a lot of them are located. You know, we see the smoke signals. We see what happened in Hope. We're seeing what's happening in Alberta, Dawson Creek, all these different things, Calgary, these Saskatoon, Winnipeg. They're major, major hub centers. You know, where there's smoke, there's fire. There's usually a dumb or a 
basically what you call a, a dam so that they're using it for power to power them up. So a lot of these things are very positive because I see them as child recovery and I see that happening. So that's why I got into the biofeedback. You know, we got into doing things because biofeedback is one of the best ways to actually look at someone. You can actually go up them just like Star Trek, you know. I feel like Bones or Mrs. Bones these days, but or better, you could do it distance. A lot of my clients are virtual. So I could be, you know, in the States or any nation anywhere around the planet every hour if I wanted to be. But with a voice, and the voice actually carries over 80% of your genetic frequency by bioresonance which means from the voice in the picture, we could almost, in a sense, remote view you anywhere on the planet. And just like your book was saying, by the way, I love your book. <laughs> it's just, this Shanghai reality. I was telling everyone, I said, Janine, you see this, like, this is amazing. Nancy and Walt and, and Mark Joseph is doing, and Derek. I mean, what you guys have done is phenomenal. And actually, it was ironic. I had um, some uh, two electricians here this morning overtime. And I was telling them all about Shungite, even to put it on their, their uh, you know, fuse boxes and what it could do and the smart meters and stuff. But in here, that's so important. The biofeedback, when you get into it, you're looking at unlimited amounts of data, tens of thousands of bit of data. You can look at, you know, do you need lavender? Yes or no. Do you need Shungite? Yes or no. Can we put Shungite in the water? You can actually test for different therapies based on people's own epigenetics because our blood factor our type like i may be positive does not absorb the same things necessarily as someone that's so negative or be negative or different things that i have with soldiers that are hybridized or people that have got multi-genetics in them but it's customized medicine and it works and it's the same premise that you would use ultrasound getting rid of in this case holy hannah i could like you know, the elixir out of spring water, let's say with shungite in it, and literally embed or imprint or infuse 100 or 200 different frequencies. And a lot of what I've been doing with Dr. Robert O. Young, as I trained with Dr. Gary Young with my oils and firewalking years ago, I started dealing with Dr. Robert Young in the last couple of years because he's absolutely amazing. If you haven't seen his blog, it's a must. So what we're seeing in the PCR and what we're seeing in the actual injections is not what most people think. And that's where I come in with my little, you know, rife radionic scalar wave technology. So what we can see in a live blood cell microscope or through microscopy is different than what we can see. But it's actually, I find my biofeedback through Insight Health apps, that genius app, because I've developed extra libraries that are not on just the beginner or the public one, is that I can start seeing and start looking for venoms. But then I also have an anti-venom, you know, panel. So whatever the toxin is, I have a solution for. And so I have things like, actually, I've gotten the actual vaccine vials. And they can sit on my Tesla imprinter plate. And I can run things through that and look for antidotes or try and assist people to at least make more of a, a recovered or fulfilled or optimal life for what some of the people will have um, as opposed to going through palliative care. Because they are misdiagnosing deliberately as cancer, turbo cancer, high blood pressure, all sorts of things. We're seeing hair loss. We're seeing eyes burning out. We're seeing tons of cataracts. We're having what I call brain glitching, a little different than Alzheimer's. But the short-term memory is 
being affected by all this extra EMF radiation, ionizing, non-ionizing, and it's insane. I was just at a, a smart knit or 15 minute smart grid city talk here a couple weeks ago. We had a massive storm, which was obviously an operation, and my counts per million dropped up to 11,000. You know, wasn't 20, wasn't 100, wasn't even 900 as it's starting to act erratic now, but now it was at 11,000. So there are repercussions to this that a lot of people on the ground don't see because they don't run their meters all the time or in the appropriate way. And so this is one of the things that I find has been really great because I can actually take a shungite crystal and put it on my Tesla paint and imprint it. And that's something you could carry or put into water as well. So I think, you know, and Mark Joseph could probably speak to some of that. He's probably got a lot of experience. So I don't know if you have any questions, but that's really what got me in. The children got me in this. They started that process. It, you know, reshifted everything my entire life. And I'm very grateful for that. But at the same time, I don't want anyone else to go through this. And when you see the things that are happening, and I'm well aware of what Tim Ballard did and, you know, their Illuminati handshakes and their, you know, the eyes covered and they rock you know, walk the red carpet. I'm very well aware of those pedophile signs and why people are saying, hey, don't do this. But the controversy that they've done here is that there are a lot of people that have flipped from the inside, so to speak. A lot of people that were in Hollywood in these trafficking areas. I will tell you back in 2009, I went down to meet actually with Karen Sperling, who was connected to the Warner Brothers from Warner Brothers Studios. And I was taken to one of these private, you know, housing or, you know, A-list meetings, we'll just say, right across from actually O.J. Simpson's house. We were in Brentwood. And I met with her. She was actually one of the first women that did all-female cast directors, producers, actresses, everything. It was all-female. It's the only time it's been done. And she was the first one to do that. And there was a meeting I went to. And actually one of the actresses that's in The Sound of Freedom is Marina Savino. And she was at that meeting and that meeting was stuck out in my head because it was actually the Hollywood elite in there. And I remember actually Jim or Mike Farrell was there from MASH, which I said, I went up to him. I said, you're the reason I went into nursing because I sat there for years watching <laughs> you and Alan Elda in his Hawkeye. And I said, and I didn't quite want to be like, you know, Hot Lips Houlihan, but I wanted to go into nursing. <laughs> So anyway, I got to meet with them. But what they were there for was CAST. And it's the Coalition Against Sex Trafficking. And she was part of that inner group. And, and there she was being honored that day for her work. And that goes back like 2009. But there were many people in those fractions. They've been in there. And I have a friend of mine too, David Avocado Wolf. Even though they've been in Hollywood and they said it's run by a bunch of Satanists and pedophiles, they're well aware of it. They've actually become vegetarian or vegan or plant-based, and they do everything they can to actually stop some of the trafficking. So when you look at the movie like I did, I could see, I don't see anything in there that should trigger technically anyone. And when you said like people are so like emotional, I found it very, very like cotton candy soft drop. I was waiting for some like, at least give me something. They talked about how children get into this. So in this case, if you haven't seen the movie, the father had two children and these young children were approached by basically a groomer. She was actually the 
like Miss Columbia or whatever, Miss whatever, something with Central America. Anyway, she was involved in that. And you do see a lot of these people in that as well, in these industries, right? They groom the children. And so they took the children and within a short time, father lost them because they were not in that hotel room when he came back. And in no time, they're in a van. In no time, they're put into a shipping container. It was a rest, a rusty kind of old red one in the movie. I was waiting to see like here in these areas. I'm just not far from what's called New Denver in the Kootenai Mountains. And I will tell you right next to the liquor store here, there are three evergreen trafficking containers. There's another store down the way from me in, in the Slocan called Evergreen. And behind that is an evergreen trafficking container next to the Chinese trafficking container. So those of us that have been in this field of child protection for a long time are aware of what the ramifications, and I'm not saying everyone is, but a lot of these shipping containers were used with the Clinton Foundation, and that's why we saw things happen like in the Suez Canal and stuff, that the military operations seized that up because it wasn't just a thousand children alive, but a thousand children dead supposedly, but also the vaccines, and there were millions of vaccines in there that expired and overheated. So there's things, and again, do I actually know this? No, I don't. But, you know, if you connect a few docs and know a few people on the inside, you know, there's a lot of people working from the inside or what I call uh, vets for child rescue, you know, and having dealt with people like Sergeant Patty Broussard and Sergeant Daniel Brad McBullen and different people over the years, there's a whole amount of people that just want to do the right thing for the children. And so the soft disclosure that we saw in the movie, it was one of the most beautiful things, I will say, for cinema photography for the the photographs for how they put it together you know i don't exactly think homeland security is like all ice creams and bells and whistles because it's not the cia just like fbi ceases and all these things and the rcmp up here are known to be involved in these cartels it's part of their initiations we're not stupid and in here they you know put some of these things in a very very tame light but you see that you know someone became aware of it and there are some people involved in these systems, involved in these forces that are very excellent and really nice-hearted people that want to do the right thing. And there's a lot of people undercover doing the right thing too. So when you saw how the child were trafficked, they went, obviously, they were groomed into here to go into an island to serve for these pedophiles and Satanists and different uh, cartels, is that those children, it didn't look like Epstein's Island. I was waiting for either something like that or actually probably looked more like what we got in Winnipeg, Canada. As Peter Nargard's known as one of the top pedophiles and the Justin Trudeau's and all these fractions are known for what they do. You know, Stephen Harper's, the you know, Jean Chrétien's. We still have up here someone called with Agent A1 that was connected to Field McConnell and McAllister TV and David Zublix I've been on too with Dark Outpost and Awake Nation. But we've still got someone in jail up here, which is actually Guy Brummel, has been up in jail for, I think it was close to a year. You know, that people that are actually trying to do the right thing are being suppressed. No different than I was. No different than my my health center at the time in Saskatoon, way back when, was surrounded by the, or by the police and the forces, and it was bugged. And they broke into it. You know, so I'm well aware, you know, those of us that have been in there, you know, and been targeted for this are... are efforts to protect children and stand up to these, you know, cartels. I was actually had my arm broken by one of the sheriffs 
back in 2006 because I said to the judge very clearly when they ask you to plead, and of course I had been all educated at some point, you know, and way beyond treaty, tribal law, and clan mother law, all your laws are first world. Common law is not. <laughs> Neither is all your de facto, you know, the admiralty, the maritime, that kind of lower stuff. So that supersedes anything in the corpus jurisdictum or second world law. What people think they can get in this private sector or the third world law or fourth world laws, inhabitants, which were most, a lot of the First Nations have dropped into a third world law caught an inhabitant, which means they can be killed. Or the people that have been vaccinated or PCR'd are now deemed a homo cybergenesis, hybergenesis, which is no longer human. I could go in. So in there, people need to be aware of what's going on. They want to see the movie. It's on my Facebook for free. It's even on my Telegram. All these things have been mirrored in there, out there. It's getting out there. The word's getting out there. There are cartels. It's in your governments. These people are involved in very strategic places in the forces. They're involved in every faction of the governments right now. And we need to take our power back. We need to protect our children and not allow that. I just had a friend of mine, actually, she's in the forces, by the way. She's in the army. U.S. Army, and her grand, her daughter actually went to a gas station in the southern states about a, two months ago. She was at the gas station pumping the gas, and two people came in on the other side and tried to take her granddaughter. This is happening, you know. I get calls from the reserves that people are telling me there's people stalking their children up there or in malls, and of course it never hits there. I just heard about another child that went missing actually in. Um, in Nelson and it hasn't hit the papers there's no amber alerts for this stuff you know and we have to be aware of what's doing that people have to be on guard and be alert not only for you but for your neighbor's children because these people are stalking everywhere and especially now that the adrenochrome and the dumbs and the bioweapons labs like whether it doesn't matter if it's in Saskatoon it doesn't matter if it's in you know, the Trail of Tears up here, it doesn't matter if it's in Ukraine. Those are all original territories that the clan mothers never signed off. They never, ever agreed to this. And I don't care what the Granada treaties were in the 1950s with Eisenhower. He wasn't a chief. He was not a chieftain. He wasn't a dragon. And there was no clan mother that ever authorized to do stuff like that. And even exchanging or trading children for tack. I don't care how far back it goes. It violates okay. all of us. Let's let's just stop here for a second. I'm getting a push to to stop here and look at this thing, okay. because what you I mean, my head is spinning. I know everything you're telling me is true based on what I know, right? And yet hearing you do it so, whoa, with so many details, with the names of people and everything else, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. like blowing my head here. <laughs> so, but. <clears throat> I want to I want to get back to the concept that I think that Mark said Vedrus shaman is that correct? Vedrus, Vedrus. So, so yeah, Vedrus, Vedrus is like Vedic, and Rus would be from the Rus or what you call Tartarian bloodlines, like okay. Anastasia. Anastasia, the Ringing Caesars of Russia. That's our kind of bloodline. Okay. That's my yeah. mother's. Yeah. That, that that that's why I wanted to stop you here. Okay. Yeah. Um, because. And this is uh, for those people that watch all of our shows or some of them. This is something that we would do on the Cosmic Reality Show versus Radio 5G. But it's all interconnected. So 
We mm-hmm. talk about Anastasia. As a matter of fact, Walt and I uh, did a uh, book review of the entire eight, eight or nine books. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, just every week we would read one. <clears throat> what was amazing to me was that Walt and I have been on thousands of radio programs. Right. I, I He's like, you know, I, I just love this guy. And he and I would read the same book, and he'd tell me things I didn't remember. I'd tell him things he didn't even think. You know, yeah. and it's, yeah. it's the book, the book is, the, it just goes to show you how magical that messaging is from, from her. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also a Russian expert. I was a Russian expert in college. I went on to be the Soviet military expert on tactics and all sorts of other things. Mm-hmm. Um, I pride myself in being, you know, knowing all this stuff. And when we got into the books, I'm going like, wait a minute, I'm supposed to be an expert on Russia. I have never asked myself, what was the native Russian? Mm-hmm. In other words, it, the, it's like all of a sudden you got this Russian nation that's already built. Right, There's right. Ne- I, You never see the background to who those people are. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. I, I'm, and because of the way they sort of disappeared quickly. Yeah, um, yeah. My when we were doing this, my take on it was that these people stepped into a different dimension. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For lack of another word, uh, uh, maybe a different density. Um, and I've never. It was just a, a you know this feeling, this knowledge that came to me. And uh, so what I want to do is to tell people, have you tell people about these people, mm-hmm, because. Mm-hmm. It, it's really an astonishing history who they are and of course if you take what's happening in the world right now you've got Russia being a pivotal area that whole area is basically what the area we're talking about right including the Correct. Ukraine yeah so you've got this this one spot on the world that could cause the you know it's not going to happen I'm not no contract there and we're being protected um let me let me just put this in there what we're talking about now is a negative narrative of a reality a reality that none of us want we have to analyze it but we're not putting out our energy into it we're putting Mm -hmm. it out to learn from what we have experienced as a world as a humanity as a species but we no way allowing any of our energies to be promoting any more of that reality. It's gone, you know, mm-hmm. I've caught the game, the game's over, we're just this mop-up stuff. But if you don't walk away from negative experiences, you're going to relive them. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, look, we got to understand, and we, if you re- truly want to be uh, an ex- uh, like like an example of what God should be, and to reach out at a certain point when things get too much, and when we're asked to reach out with all of the power that we really do have, which is scaring the bejeebies out of them, because they took a chance we wouldn't wake up enough to be able to start accessing it. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it goes back to those bedroom people, right? There's something yeah. about them. So I'm going to throw it back to you, if you don't mind. 
Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm just, I've just made like a whole page of notes here, just in talking. That's how I keep track when we're doing this. Okay, so um, Anastasia talks a lot, and if people haven't seen it, you can actually get free PDFs, but you can definitely get the YouTubes on what Anastasia and the Ringing Cedars of Russia are talking about. If we take a step back into her story, maybe, there's an excellent book. It's called Atlantis Motherland. And it talks about the galactics, how they came down here, you know, and what we would call the Tartarian or Octarian. I like to think we actually have international peace treaties with the galactic star nations. So the Octarians had a peace treaty with certain Tagatans or Vagans or Procyons or whoever it was with the Andromeda Council. But those were called Noah's or from the book, they'll tell you it was Zoa <laughs> instead of Noah. Um, but those peach trees and, and it was put into place. So ours was the Noah's Ark. It covered all the Anglo, what you think that Rus or Russia, Tocturian, Anglo, Mercia, Northumbria, right down to all of what you call Europe and into the Cleopatra tribes. And Cleopatra was actually with the K, not with the C, because there was different ones at different times. But she was actually a head clan mother. And Anastasia basically acts as that. So we're not talking about the wartime one. We're talking about the original peoples in there. And when the most important thing, well, there are a lot of important things in, the, in that series of books, you know, 8, 8.2, whatever. So technically 9, 10 books in here. And it's very hard. Like some of the translation was done actually through one of the guys at one point out of, I think, Toronto, out of Canada at one point. And I have been in contact. I have contacted uh, Vladimir Meager. I have contacted Yori. So I'm part of the, the, you know, the kin domain or sacred kin domain, you know, that type of thing. Um, setting up eco villages or getting people, as you think, off the grid or renatured or, you know, uh, rewombed, whatever. But one of the very concepts that Anastasia talks about, she talks about connections with ETs and non-terrarians. She also talks about remote viewing. She talks about out-of-body astral traveling. But, you know, not just putting a you know, siege in your minute for, you know, in your mouth for nine minutes and going like, you know, heirloom gardens and stuff or how to do it. But she talks about telegony. And telegony is what this whole thing about the trafficking is about. It's about called the mtDNA or mitochondrial Eve. And it's something that's only passed down from the mother to the oldest child that's female to the oldest next thing. So it's a multi-generational thing that's passed down. And that's actually why they're trying to eradicate it, transgender, or remove our children through these projects like Delta, Beta, Sex Kit, and whatever. My Babas were part of that, and they were part of those lineages. And shaman, or to, you know, it's like Shaga to Shaga, right? That's how you pronounce it. You know, shaman, or uh, there are different pronunciations in there. To me, it was more not about throwing some cards and waving some weavers and blowing some like you know, smudge around is that basically it was to stop the Khazarian Mafia. That was the role, is to protect as peacekeepers, as grid keepers, as gatekeepers around there. And one of the first people I was taken to while my children, after I'd done the court stuff and gotten back, was Rob Nicholson. And he's got a site called bcprospectors.ca. If you look under there, there's a thing about legends. There's a thing about the gold pits, but also about the Sasquatch or the Yeti. And he wrote an important book as a social worker from the military, and it's called Stolen Innocence. And I have one of a few rare copies still left. And these were the people from the inside I was taken to that were also about the child protection. These were the people that I was met with, and they said, 
you are our clan mother. It's like, you know, the Vedma, the, you know, great mother, the great Mat. He said, you've got a tartan and you've got a kilt and you also have two swords and you have the power of life and death. And we need you to use them right now. We need you to go out and protect those children. And I remember Claudia Bryden, when Constable Bryden said to me, she said, I'm giving you this rose and stuff like this, and I'm giving you these gifts because I think you're the bravest woman in Saskatchewan. <laughs> I said, I don't think I don't even like that jurisdiction. What you bring to the plate here in this area that I'm visiting right now and about to leave shortly, in this West Kootenays, known as the Slocan or Sinaiic original First Nations, is the Dukabors. These are the people that left Russia, the, the Vedrus people. Um, sometimes called Ukrainians, sometimes Dukabors. Again, they use these Slavic or Galician names, and again, nomen, names, slave ID, so that they could take them. And there were so many Dukabors slaughtered and killed here during World War II. They were interned in this part of Canada just as the Japanese were. I'm in the heart of <laughs> the rest of the Russian people that are here trying to thrive in these things connected to the land, trying to be off-grid, doing exactly as Anastasia did. And so these treaties were into place, and I think that's something that people need to know. They forget the history. They forget what happened. Even if you go in so far back as what they call in Russia, there's a huge thing that was called Our Lady of Fatima, and there were three secrets. And the third secret they could never quite get the Pope to like open up, but basically it was a thing about the third secret and they still won't release some of it but it was re basically repent 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 consecrate basically my people of the immaculate heart the people of russia to my immaculate heart and this was one of the appearances of supposedly whether it's mother mary whether it's an angel whether it's an apparition whether it's project blue and i don't know but whatever there was something like 20 30,000 people that witnessed this way back when in the early 1800s. And that was something that my grandparents, um, my Baba, um, Anna Buzik, and she was a Lusik and a Zachuk. And again, you have to know what the mother's saying. So when I actually identify myself, it's not what my, you know, I don't have a birth certificate. <laughs> That's their crap. Okay, but how do I do that? Because I identify by the lineage. And so I usually go by Karen Ann Lusik. You know, which has still got the Zachucks and everything else behind it. And also, McDonald is my patriarchal. Now, it's interesting that on both sides, um, I might be an army brat too. <laughs> but my uh, Gita, or grandfather, Peter J. Buzik, was part of the army up here and did his training in Regina at the depot. And also trained, apparently, over, they were over at the King's Castle and doing stuff. And they were known, wanted for their whole linguistics. And um, because they spoke Russian, they spoke Ukrainian, they spoke German, they spoke Austrian. And previous to that, there's a town just north of Saskatoon. And before it was Saskatchewan, there's a little area there by the uh, Muskeg and Atakakoop, like Cree Nations or Nihilwak. It's called Kreider, K-R-Y-D-O-R. And that door, aside from like being gold, but is actually Theodore Lucic, and that's where my great-great-grandparents settled, and her homestead, or the Sacred Kin domain is still there, actually, and fallen apart, but it's there, and the important thing is he, he was one of the escapees from the Austrian army. He was a captain there, 
and they were going to kill him. He understood German and he said, nope, you know, so they came here. So how we get here from being those original lineages, like you asked about the Ved Rus or a shaman, it's in the blood. <laughs> it's, it's part of who we are, you know, to stand up for truth, to stand up for peace and to stand up for doing the absolute right thing and to stand in truth. And, you know, whether we say thank you or Sasebo or, you know, Messi or whatever it is, we have different things, but we all have peace treaties between our original nations. And we need to realize that we're from a nation that you inherited from your mother's blood. And we are all part of that. We were all part of these particular agreements to live and to live as the creator and the co-creator did. And that's what we need to look at reestablishing here. We're here to make, like this area is not Canada and the States. It was called the Arius or Americus Empire. I don't look at it as Canada and the States. I don't recognize anything de facto or anything that they've done since these crimes against the children and, and the mothers. And this is our mother's land. You know, that's why we're, you know, Bear or Octurian or Ursa Major, Ursa Minor, whatever. Or I looked at my coat of arms, actually, Nancy, and there's this incredible thing I've just done on Galactic Goddess TV with Rajanella, but I'm dealing with actually a friend of mine, Lair. I'll just tell him. But Lair is a former, he was a private in the army, but he was a JAG lieutenant. And he was part of the law team for the Navy. And absolutely into doing different stuff and Ekankar and the Holy Great Spirit and stuff like that. But we've been decoding stuff between Shakespeare and stuff. We even found the coronavirus back as so so far back in the Da Vinci Codes and Shakespeare in the 1600s. And this stuff has been going so, so pre-planned, it's insane. But we were looking at my clan mother coat of arms on my mother's side. And there's the peacock and the arrows, which tucks back to another galactic um, stellarium type of thing. But it's called Pavo, P-A-V-O, next to Indus. And again, the genetics are so important once you know how to read your coat of arms. It's all in there. It, it's amazing what we've seen. So we did a decode on that. He thinks he's the walk-in of um, Moses, which was the great Musa, that there are 1,700 pages in my Right back in my possession again that I have, I'll be happy to share with you. But it has a lot of that, the the Russian and the Vedros and the national stuff and stuff that's been passed down orally and through the Dakota, the uh, Eagle Clan and also the Bear Clan, but life before the Egyptians. And we're able to show that a lot of it occurred on this continent. So a lot of the stuff people think in the Bible that occurred over in the Middle East was actually in Mexico and in Guatemala and different things, too. And on this this empire, on this continent here. So okay, let me stop. Let me stop you there because we've had this reoccurring uh, mystery concerning the Grand Canyon, yeah. and supposedly, uh, like a carved-out cave area that's full of what looks like Egyptian. Yeah. Uh, so, can you expand on that a little bit? Is that true? Yeah, like a lot of these are. You're going to remember that you know they had just like we got underground bag love systems. I mean. They had, I mean, look at what was happening in Tartaria. You look at the Grand Canyon. You look at the center of some of that. I have different things. I was actually a holder of, of the stones or holder of the crystals that sat on something called the Earth Grid Star, which was the 19 major points. The center point of the water lays and stuff like that go into something and the grid lines or the original Lalex lines goes into the Grand Teton and into those areas. 
And so there are also transit systems, but there are also energy vortex points in there. And they've been covering this up just like, I mean, you can see from the Chicago's World Fair, you have to look at the mud flood cities. You have to study things like the star forts and what was going on. You know, this whole thing about the Tartarian is amazing. I mean, once we go back into that, and I've seen so much evidence of it, like even here, what you would call between Saskatchewan and Alberta, there's a place called, um, uh, we call it elk water, but it's called Cypress Hills. That hill was almost similar to some of those or similar to in Arizona where they, they had their galactic, but the plasma wars, and they cut off those avatar trees that were six, 10 miles high that you see a lot in Russian and Siberia to this day, right? And how the continents were sitting and how things sat before they did their stuff and their ice wall stuff. But in here, you go back to those areas and it's amazing. That's why Sitting Bull was sent up there. That's where they were going to actually do a Klamather eco village and a protected site for the clans and the tribes and our bloodlines. And that was going to be done by like the internal vets, like SSP, the Secret Space Force for us. And it didn't work out because it had been taken over by some uh, Draco and other private, um, also alien as in foreign uh, forces there that they've been trying to get rid of south of what's called CFB Suffield, which is an American, Canadian, British base. So you go back into those areas that you're talking about. And one of the other things we found, too, there's many books of Moses. I've read at least 10, 11 or 12 of them. So not just what people think in the Bible or the first five, but the stuff that I've got from Moses that I'm doing with Lair and doing the, the decoding on talks a lot about those areas. And in some of it, you will see, as we've read in the things called the Pearl of Break Price, which is by the Mormon or Latter-day Saint Church, as you see what Brigham Young and um, Joseph Smith were talking about in the Hill Cumorah in New York, where they moved to Nauvoo, where they moved to in Salt Lake City, where they moved to these strategic places and energy zones. And he picked up a lot of things, too, like, you know, the extra plates, papyrus and stuff like that. Or some of the stuff I'm studying right now, trying to decode, is the uh, Voyage manuscript. Is even just different things from light languages. They're not, they can't still get to code some of these because they're, you know, ET or like um, Andronicus languages. So these are sacred spots that have been held um, by some of these different groups or some of the bloodlines, you know. And so you see a lot of these caves. I've been to something called the center of the universe. I've been taken to the Stargate out at Hope Lytton and seen a lot of things before they decided to flatten Lytton with all its <laughs> direct energy weapons and flood the areas. But I've been taken to like what you would call an old pyramid up here that's been held secret by some of the Nihilwak Crees up in northern Saskatchewan. And you can see clearly, you know, that there were cities there and, you know, the 90 degree angles and stuff. stuff. So, when you're open-minded and you go look for some of this stuff, it's definitely there. You know, I've been taken to many different sites, you know, that whether it's been down in uh, Cancun or you go down to the pyramids or you go down to these sacred cosmic wheels, there's still some energy remnants there, you know, and it's going to be interesting to see as the earth, if we get, you know, reshifted a little bit more and get the tilts back and stuff or, you know, are we going to stay here? Are we shifting? Are we going to the different eco biospheres and, you know, exoplanets up there? I mean, everything's, you know, left up to be seen as we switch into this new sort of also quantum realm that you talked about. So a lot of these people just can't handle some of the new frequencies or the timeline zero coming back or seeing things bleed through from other timelines. It, it's a very 
interesting, if not exciting time to be alive, I think, you know, in here. I don't know. What what was your feeling? Have you been to that area? Like, did you experience something specifically? No, or? no, I, no, I didn't. But we have talked about it. Walt brings got it, it got up. It. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, it's well, I got to tell you, I, I, I really do appreciate the depth of your knowledge and your uh, ability to deliver so much that it's again you know almost overwhelming but the weird thing is i had the same response the last time i was on with you mm-hmm. and and this time i'm very much aware of the fact that i'm absorbing and understanding and taking in not only what you're saying but almost like getting more messaging on the side mm-hmm. um, and that to me is an indication of the changes that we're making, everybody into the. Okay, weird. There, you're, you're, you're back. Okay. You're, you're getting interference. No, I'm uh, not surprised. That, that's all right. We're working on, and they, they really want to break through. Um, but. They did because I'm I'm like where was I, <laughs> you know, uh, where it's a, it's an example of where we are going, that mm-hmm. it the this awareness thing isn't just awareness of the awfulness the incredible awfulness that's been here on the planet, it it's also an awareness of more information coming into us from all sites not just the 3D. Right, it's like right. we're opening up to the cosmic library, so to speak. But I want to just ask you one question. In your opinion, where did all this awfulness start? Did it start back with the, with the uh, 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 Kasarian Mafia group over there? Mm-hmm. Because that was Ukraine again. Yeah. Is this where it's Okay, so what is your take on who the heck those people are? Oh, jeez. Uh, that had taken a whole other show. Um, you know, I think some of this, like when it goes back to even how they set up the planet, you know, for the stuff for Gaia. And what they had is they had agreements into place. Um, Sergeant Bassard actually had quite a bit of it from the U.S. Army when I, I tapped into that at Project Incension. And there were things that we did on the Council of 12, but also the looking glass technology and the genetics. There's, I think, 54 videos they did. They interviewed me every week for about a year but those specific three videos that we did in there these groups whether you want to call had agreements with with Gaia's children you know when I speak to a hereditary chief they still know who I am I mean most don't because they're bought off or whatever it doesn't count but they recognize and I have the original stuff actually from not only the states but from Canada from the original judges in the 1800s like literally getting back into the Victorian period talking about the clan mothers, the white clan mothers of Russia <laughs> that have a loyal title to the land here. And they always have had, which is amazing. And in here, that absorption and presumption and, and um, absorption of the, of the land, water, whatever what you want to say, has been going on for a long time. So, I mean, there are extra, I'll call them, non-terrarian but also uh non-benevolent fractions in here on and off the planet i mean do we want to go back to like 
Enki and Ellen and in her set, like to the creation and who started this and the House of the Braxis or stuff that you see in the movie called Jupiter Ascending, which is probably one of the few things that actually documents things properly like Avatar. But there's always a little hints of when it started and who these people are and who the remnants of their bloodlines are and who actually are these Kazarian Mafia, the, the deep state. You could go to ACIO. Another one you'd probably like to talk to would be Jessica Morocco. And she does a lot of stuff we've done with Gene Decode and uh, Peter Berger and the Advanced Alien Intelligence and the uh, different divisions they have. But you look at actually under their stuff of who the shadow government actually is and the military industrial complex, they're non-terrarian based. So you get like Shaw House in there, you get the Monarch Company. Like these, this is not just a monarch and a crown. These, these fractions and companies are like 6,000 years old some of them, you know, um, Mobius, Umbrella, all these people that actually are responsible, these corporations, not just NASA and DARPA and JPL or offshoots, whoever the contractors are and subcontractors, you got to look back at these main ones. Uh, There's a whole list in there of who actually is this Kazarian mafia? Who started this? Who started also selling the children? Who also started, you know, before Bursatikovitz and, and the Federal Reserve Bank? How far does this go back? go back to just the reptilians the dracos the grays the zeta reticulized there's a whole entire book which i'm probably you would probably know it's called dante's um arb but it's called the russian alien book for lack of a you know the keynotes that you could put onto facebook or put onto uh youtube or to the internet to look at but they actually show in there and the military will show is it the mater like which groups is it i mean to me, just the Kazarian Mafia is not just people doing banksters and gangsters, you know, but they've been taking children and adrenochrome and DNA. There's, they're actually taking our children's soul. You can take the children with or without the body. So they have the ability through, as you know, through cloning technology, soul-to-soul transference beds, that just like they have different types of regenerative medical life pod chambers, tachyon chambers, whatever you want to call, you know, that everyone's all excited that they think they're going to get access to. It's still run by different fractions. So the Pleiadians will have a version. The Octarians have a version. The Agarthans have a version. The military's got another version. Everyone's trying to reverse engineer. A lot of what we deal with with biometrics is the same thing. Some people, you know, is it artificial intelligence or is, you know, intelligent artifacts? I mean, interfacing or trying to prevent our communication or prevent our ability to have, um, as you think, uh, astral traveling or uh, begin even the telepathy. I mean, people are starting to see some changes as these, the matrix and the constraints are being broken down right now. You're seeing people start having like lucid dreaming. I mean, the amount of stuff I've seen is, is, you know, just like what you're saying, even with what we've seen, the the denigration, and and I can see what's in the air. I wear air purifiers and air tamers around my neck 24-7 now that I got your shungite. And, and well, you know, I just really want to thank people. If you haven't gone and gotten these products, and I'll be putting them out here, it's amazing. Nancy's book here, Shungite Reality, is amazing. What Mark Joseph is doing in there, Derek is doing, Walt, you know, at Mystical Wears. This is something that needs to be done. And I was just at Janine uh, Janine's place. She's got a, a podcast called Getting It Real with Janine because we're doing some genus biofeedback training for them um, this week. And I was down at her, you know, she's got an off-grade uh, acreage out here. And she 
I had to put the electrical culture and, you know, it's the same thing, putting the copper wire and, and actual trees that haven't grown anything for 12 years. She put the copper wiring around and things like shungite and crystals and stuff like that. It's the first time they've been producing. And, and now some of them are so abundant that the actual, you know, branches are breaking. So we're seeing how important that this is an informational war to me. So when these guys actually started, I don't really know. I mean, there are just so many fractions of it, right? But as bad as it can be, we're also seeing the most exciting times ever. You know, I mean, I just see something like that or I see the hope or I see a child being arriving or without a birth certificate these days, <laughs> like, you know, or doing it naturally. You're not, you know, all frankincense and myrrh instead of using vitamin K and stupid things like silver nitrate, you know, and all the stupid, you know, things they want to do allopathically. So, I mean, to me, that's part of the Kazarian Mafia, too, and these bloodlines and these psychopaths. And and like I said, some of them are just, they're not human. We're not dealing with, you know, <laughs> just some like a schizophrenic psychopath in the psych unit here anymore. So. Well, you know, the, the thing of it is, is that it, 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 as awful as it is, as long as it's gone on, yeah. it's absolutely a miracle that not only is there a handful of people who have not bought into it, but like you can see it mm-hmm. and talk about it. But now millions of people are getting it. Yeah. Because yeah. it's that, I think what they banked on was that they could somehow muddle the collective consciousness of humanity, mm-hmm. the super mm-hmm. soul of Gaia yeah. from the huma- yeah. humanity standpoint. And when they when when they started this out they never realized that every single human being who thinks is creating a depository of their experiences and knowledge and aha moments in mm-hmm. that collective and that that information is easily acceptable by everybody else through the subconscious mechanism and it's right. all energy everything is energy and that's the key to the universe tesla said that Mm-hmm. You know, if you understand frequency and vibration, you'll get the keys to the universe. Yes. So I I, I don't want to harp on the Shungite, but I want to kind of like go back because I want to demonstrate the magic that we have. It, 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 magic is the manipulation of energy. That is what they're terribly afraid that we're going to understand the magic, which is the manipulation of energy. And where we're at in this whole scenario this whole story that we're we're talking about is the awakening of the human's energy consciousness mm-hmm. that it's living in the human body but it's not the human body it's much beyond that oh yeah it's, very much that's why i know know that i was absolutely led to create the radio station cosmic reality mm-hmm because of that super consciousness concept you know you feed it up there because i've been doing this since i was 15 years old and they killed john kennedy and shattered that reality for me never believed in it again right and so you have a, a, a situation where you're going through and you're seeing all this awfulness stuff but you don't even know you know at first you try to tell other people and they go 
oh, you're just a crazy person. But then you realize, no, I don't know so much more. And then you tell them again and they go, oh, crap. But yep. you, all you've created is fear because you didn't have any explanation as to how we can beat this. Mm -hmm. So I just, you know, kind of withdrew for decades, not, mm -hmm. not still progressing and learning and stuff, but to a, the attempt to make anything, you know, explain it to anybody. And right, then the right. internet comes along, and all of a sudden you realize, oh, there's a whole bunch of other people out there just like you. I'll talk to them. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah. Thank virtual, God. You know? Right. Virtual soul tribes. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> you know, but it's like this tapestry that I've watched because I'm old enough to see the tapestry, you know, mm -hmm. and how it's coming together. And back in, uh, most people have heard this story, but I don't think you do. And it's such a, again, an indicator of we're not in this just as spirit inhabiting a human body. We have spirits all around us that are involved in this because this is not just a battle for good and evil or a spiritual war on planet Earth. This is cosmic. Yeah. And people, I think people are beginning to understand that. But we don't want to go there right now. Okay. <laughs> but what happened was that I, I, when I was in the military, I was in electronic warfare just, be, just as it started out. Mm -hmm. And I became very, very good at it. Uh, I, like I say, I, I was the second lieutenant. I was then I became a first lieutenant, but I was in a position as a woman at the top of the what's the equivalent of NSA at the Army level, you know, mm -hmm. Army Security Agency. So right. I was flitting around and doing all sorts of things. And then I got out because I felt like I wouldn't survive for very three um, but then I met this guy. I said to a friend of mine, I said, I need to talk to a psychiatrist who also understands psychic energy. And she said, oh, I got a psychiatrist friend of mine that does. And I go and I, I meet this guy. Well, all of a sudden, as soon as we got in each other's presence, we went telepathic. And this character was, uh, and I say character, an amazing, in, okay, the persona in the 3D world was he was part of that uh, program the army was working with and others um, regarding you know made a movie the they stare at goats don't they that one that movie doctor doctor Rima LeBeau that's her husband I've dealt with is doc who's a four star general it was uh, Bert Sucklemeyer he's the whole background to the psychic soldiers yeah men that start well, goats exactly I don't doctor even LeBeau. remember I, I don't even remember this guy's name because um, I fictionalize the name okay when I <laughs> wrote cosmic reality but yeah, um, yeah. so but he was on sabbatical because every two years they would send him off on go away for a while and get yourself you know together and so he he you know that's how I met him right, right. but while I was and there's a whole story involving this I'm not going to get into but while I was with him um, something had happened and I said um, I said, how, how do you expect me? Because it, it was such a bad thing that, you know, I mean, I basically had to completely divorce myself from any part of that world. And so I said, well, you know, what the hell is going on here? You know, I mean, I'm all by myself. And, and he said, no, you're never by yourself, but you've got to know something. 
And so all of a sudden, he like put this imaging in my head about what we now see as a telecommunication system worldwide. And then um, what happened was that when when I I got my mind back, I said, who the hell are you? And all of a sudden, he put another image and he was showing me who he really was, which was off-Earth person. So mm-hmm. I had this clue as to what was happening. So I and I understood that this was a very big thing. I've had a lot of these galactic interaction things. So I know, know we're in a spiritual battle. And but I'm getting I was totally burnt out at the 3D level. So in 2014, I'm actually researching. <laughs> I was researching because I had heard that they could put an electromagnetic pulse creator in the size of a suitcase whereas that's something that when i was involved with the with the business you could only get with a nuclear detonation and it fascinated me so i was kind of looking in to to do that you end up looking into russia because they were the best at the science um so anyway i'm doing that and all of a sudden facebook goes ding 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 i said what the hell is that about so I finally get annoyed and I go over and I look at it. And one of these groups that I was involved in is suddenly found the dangers of electromagnetic energies and they're all freaking out. So I closed that and I said, Gaia, please, please give me something to give them. And then I went on my, with my research. Well, I mean, I'm talking not, not 10 minutes later. I get this report from Russia that they're using this stuff called Shungite to shield their electronics. And I'm going like, okay, so I look it up and I find out a little bit about it. But like I say, I was distracted from what I was doing. And so I said, you know, to the group there, I said, here, look up Shungite. That's what you need. And it was such a strange kind of reaction that I was having when I think back about it um, because I, I definitely was ignoring the cookies you know <laughs> the crumbs <laughs> so and then they came back to me the next day ding 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 they can't find they don't know you know how to get they just couldn't find it I guess so okay but I'm still doing my own thing and I ignored it again <laughs> then I have a friend of mine who had planned a trip to visit me for the whole year, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. she comes like four days after all this has happened, and she has she, she's a psychic uh, hotline person, you know, on the phone thing. That was when that was all mm-hmm. going on. And so she needed to have the ability to have the Wi-Fi in the house. So she just kind of like hooks it up, and as soon as it went on, I said, oh, God, I can't handle that. I can't handle that energy. And so she kind of looked at me weirdly and then looked at her hand and took off something in her hand and put it over the antenna. And when she did that, all of a sudden the energy in the room shifted. I said, what, what is that? She said, it's this stuff called Shungite. <laughs> so right. the universe, the universe, did, I mean, I could should have picked up on those clues, but I didn't. But they weren't, they weren't satisfied, man. They had planned that I wouldn't be able to do this. And they delivered the Shanghai to me. And, you know, I, I immediately, I said to her, um, 
do you what what what, what how where is it <laughs> let me see this stuff and it was all in in uh jewelry she didn't have any of the raw stuff so i take right, this right. i take this one pendant and i put it on my dog that i know was like 48 hours from passing over and she lived another six months in really good health I mean, that's how powerful Shanghai was from the get-go. I had never seen anything like it. And so, you know, the more I looked at it, the more I'm going like, this is unbelievably incredible that you've got something that obviously hit from outer space. And I say that because the C60 that's in it, the mountain Mm -hmm. C60, you only find there. And the only place you find C60 off planet is in interstellar space. So the only explanation for why it's there is that it came from outer space. So these people that keep trying to make it into, you know, a a long-term degrading of the first, because there is the first vestiges of life in that area. Not human life, but life. And so, you know, that that would break down and then make the coal kind of carbon situation. And no, 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 no. It came from it came from out of space. So somehow or another, somebody sent this huge amount of Shanghai and it ends up in Russia. Okay, but originally it hit in Finland. It was after World War Two that the Russian border was changed. And now the area of Shanghai where the. Shanghai is mm-hmm. is within Russian borders. Mm-hmm. This stuff is so unbelievably magical, and I'm saying that not not just as a metaphysician, but as somebody that understands that I was an electronic warfare expert. Granted, everything's gone way beyond what I was, but I have a real foundation for energy. And, you know, so that's why we have a science we call enterology. It's the study of energy. Mm-hmm. So, okay, now, I, I don't know if you know this story, but it is fascinating. Um, and some people out there may not have heard it because, you know, you got a lot of fans that might just be hearing this. So, back in uh, February of 2020, this area of Shanghai, uh, Shanga, Russia, Karelia, Russia, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, has a, an event happen. And it just so happened that it was on the 21st, 22nd, in that area of February. And the this blue light came in. Okay, this is, this is where it gets this magical. First off, you got a camera that's looking exactly in the area of the sky. You can't even tell what it's supposed to be a security camera, but I'm not sure what it's supposed to be securing because it was looking more at the sky. And so you got this situation where this blue light comes in and is photographed and videoed mm-hmm. by this camera. And it blew up over the Shanghai field. Now, I know that for a fact because we have people on the ground in Karelia that reported back, yes, it, it was right over the Shanghai field. Okay. Plus, I, I had done a remote on it and I knew that. But... Um, well, when Walt uh, Silva, we, we, okay, so so I knew that there had been an energy change. What, whatever this stuff was, it was it was an energy force. It was a plasma ball. There was no tail. It wasn't a comet. Right. It wasn't a meteorite. It was a plasma ball. 
And so this energy is now all over the Shanghai. And so I said, Walt, redo uh, the testing to see what the power is, the energetic vibrational power of the Shanghai right now. What, what, what's it putting out? And we were on live on radio. And he got, he's, he's doing his math, you know, and he's mumbling in the background. And so we just kept on with the show. And pretty soon he goes, oh, wait a minute. And then he starts mumbling again. And finally, after I, a long time for him, he does math very quickly. This took a long time. He said, well, he said, this is the figure. And, you know, the figure was so long that Nick, who was a, a music guy, he, he knows sound and everything. He said, Walt, that's not even possible. And Walt said, I know. It had gone off any scale that anybody had known. Right. All right. Now, because of the quantum entanglement of that Shungite field, every piece of Shungite now has that extraordinary energy associated with it. The signature. And, yeah. And so, but the, the, the key to it is, is that, okay, the 21st of February in 2020, and we did a number of shows before all of a sudden somebody mentioned her. I just sort of like, uh-oh, ha-ha moment. I remembered the Hopi prophecy of the blue star Kachina. The Kachina, that, red, blue, yeah. When it, when, it, when it was seen, it would mark the end of the old world and the beginning of the new world. And within 10 days, they were locked down with because of COVID. I mean, you know, whoa. So there is something so incredibly magical about Shanghai. And it's a, such a gift. And it's in Russia. Of that, course. You know, with the Red Roost started out. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, gone, it's, gone, it's just above the most dark and evil place on the planet, probably. The beginnings of the Kasarian Mafia and everything else that happened. You know, <clears throat> I just, um, the, the magic, if you just look at the magic and the story that's being written around us is pretty amazing. I, I think it's really wild in the sense, like you bring something up. We use, as opposed to magic, I use the word mir, and mir means peace in Russian. And that's actually where we get the word miracle. It is a miracle of what we're seeing in that environment. There's stuff that I will give to you off air and share with you it's not for public ears right now it's really classified information but basically in those areas when we hear about the term noah's ark you know the biblical thing well that, that's not it was it was a peace treaty but it was actually octarian as we call the space arcs that you're hearing a lot of people talk about like dr michael sal and stuff they've been pinging and pinging and pinging and there's been people in stasis chambers for thousands of years and this is stuff that uh, Patty Broussard had shared with me, you know, that was part of the looking glass technology there. And when we see those areas in there, there is stuff that was communicated to me from off planet, from five star generals that are off planet or connected to the Octarian bases or Lyrans and stuff like that. And what they were doing is actually just like they crashed some of these things. It was for the people to be able to get the technology in here that particular area is so special that at one point and it goes back like four five six years you know pre-covid when they started communicating to me it was communicated in a language that i would call a pre-flood 
<laughs> like a pre-flood Cyrillic Russian, right? To hear it, you can't decipher it, but with some of the prints, or as we did actually hieroglyphics, we did actually pictographs. So they showed me pictures and where these downships were, they are under military surveillance. Where some of these underground pyramids or, you know, like I said, in those areas, that's not, doesn't belong to like, you know, Ukraine. It was never signed over. There's no Vedma, there's no clan mother, there's no any of the queens, the original hereditary, that never ever signed out those areas for it to become even Ukrainian the first time. But what they started doing was developing these underground cities, whether you want to call them bunkers, whether you want to call them pre-flood, whatever it is. But there are pockets within the earth, just like little caves, and they've started setting up some of these trafficking centers. So a lot of it in here with the Shungite and stuff too, it's very, very specialized and they can re-energize it with even their plasma type of technology. And they showed me some of these through pictographs. And some of the things that, you know, they we had to translate to, you know, it talked about how they were actually, you know, watching our souls, you know, and people that have been in here in our bloodlines. I've had time traveled information not only from the past, but also from underground bases from 2030 through people in the time travel project, you know redirecting me where I'm supposed to be or where not to be or, you know, making sure information's into place. You know, there are a lot of people trying to get this information out. And, you know, I always laugh. I said, the only thing I identify these days is I told you so maybe. But, you know, um, one of the things that I think is really important is, you know, when people, and I send them to like one website, one is called ilovemygenius.com because we explain the very importance of what you're talking about using Shanghai, using things that say like what Tesla gave us for premises, which of course he was coached with, we know there's extraterrestrial and Tagatan and Dakota and, and Palladian technology where they got this kind of stuff. But in here, you start looking at the very basis to how we maintain peace or how we can use this kind of technology that's been energized. And I can put it on one of our plates or through the sound waves that you're doing, you're actually co-creating. And I think one of the important things that you brought up is when you talk about the mental aspects or, or the mind or the mind as the matter that we did with matrix energetics with Dr. Richard Bartlett, is it, it's about people breaking the contracts. Like you talked about, that is like the old times or whether we call it 3D or it's irrelevant or it's malevolent or it's Kazarian or whatever we want to use those words. People today are talking about breaking the contract, even the people that have been injected or how many people don't realize the PCR was to obtain your genetics, but also to deliver the vaccine up the nose. You know, th that's another one most people just don't get. But what we are getting is a whole thing that we've seen with the movie called Died Suddenly or Uninformed Consent or whatever we've been doing these days. You see people like friends of mine, now, like Pascal Najati, who's out there at Neutral Swiss, but people that were at Swiss Air Defense Force that have been injured, that are talking now, like, you know, Lieutenant Colonel Teresa Long or from the Navy is Lieutenant or um, is Dr. Lee Merritt and stuff. We're bringing in that idea of using Shungite, of using the positive stuff versus their, you know, it's almost the anesthetist to the black goo or to the graphene, really, in a way. Now, what I'm doing from my end, from the scientific research and development part with Ryan Williams and people, let's say, like Dr. Debbie Drake out of Toronto or Denise Armenio or, or the rest of our genius biofeedback team is using those plates with water and specifically not just any water, spring water because it's biophotonic. And I have actually done different things where we've taken, you know, the blood out on live blood cell, 
use that, you know, spring water, put it on the plates, but we could put spring water with also this jungite as well, because it not only can imprint and receive, and as your book so aptly put it, it was interesting what Walt was discovering and you were discovering were what happened with colloidal silver. Is And I like the word that you use. It doesn't, it, it attunes it. I think that's really a much better way on that is, is you've got a chelation absorption, but it's a transmitter both ways. It reminds me of the Stargate, like a woman's vagina. That's why we put yoni pearls or herbal tampons in, right? Because it can remove it or receive it. And that really is what we're looking at here. And um, I know I've seen here when I've dealt with people, let's say like Alfred Weber, we've been dealing at things at one point when I did deal with him um, previously. And people uh, that were in the law field, like my cousin Sean Buckley is the lead counsel for what they call the National Citizens Alliance, which, which is Canada's response to COVID. And we're, it's almost like the Nuremberg too. They've been gathering information for months in every city right now um, that they can use for law purposes. But you start seeing what they're doing here and making the difference and how we can start using those things. And the reason I bring this up is that one of the conflicts I had is with people making what your book aptly puts, you know, and I haven't gotten it all word for word, but I, I'm getting right through it, Nancy. I'm almost right with you there. Is that using the artificial or lab mate carbon C60 and 70. Now there's been a problem with those kind of artificial labs or synthetic carbon C60. And we're seeing people trying to push it really hard. And in there, there are people like Tony Pantoloresco and many other people that have shown quite aptly that it can do a lot of damage. It can actually act in reverse as opposed to what you're talking about, which is Gaia's or nature's or the mother's, you know, gift to us of that shungite because it's natural. And anything in nature spins that way in a clockwise motion, you know, and that's why you're seeing all these artificial drugs, pharmacology, everything is either squared or it runs counterclockwise, you know, and that actually is a takeaway. You know, I think people need to realize that, you know, we're not just living in a vacuum here, but these are things that need to come out when, you know, I'm on shows, you know, or with Pam Richardson or people that say like Vaccine Choice Canada or where we're trying to get that information out because, Shungite and what you've done and to this date, you know, I'm looking at the what Walt sent me and what Derek sent me and, uh, and you've done and what Mark Joseph's done is that we need to get back on top of this. And, and that might be something that we can see because we're experiencing it, you know, all these effects or side effects. I mean, I'm experiencing it from the four towers that they decided to put in this little eco village to like blow out everyone because they turn on um, and we're having surging. Like, why are my, you know, gamma and radiation blowing up at like 11,000 counts per minute? Because they're doing something here, you know. And I think Shungite is definitely one of the answers. It's not just a grounding. It it can attune, but redirect or um, transfigure to translate that energy that's negative. Well, you know, I tell people, I say, I say to them, when you see these terrible things that are bringing this death and destruction and control over us, okay, see yeah. them and see them in the form of radiating pure energy, wonderful yeah. healing energy, okay. Now, because that's what Shanghai can do. All you have to do is go to the beginning of where this started, throw a, a specific type of Shanghai device on it, Shanghai organ, you know, I mean, an energy device on this thing. 
and the entire grid system will become a healing a source of healing energy. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we have to think in terms of, okay, what have we got? What can we use? Well, they built us something to control us that's only aggravating the, you know, need to hurry up. It's like, oh, we can't sit here much longer. We got to hurry up and, and make the changes, you know. So it, it's and, and somewhere in the Bible, there's a there's a statement that, you know, every time the, the devil tries to do something, it blows up in his face. And that's exactly what we're seeing all over the place. So think in terms of those things being very positive. Now, do you have to go and put Shungite devices on every one of them? No, and I'll tell you why. Because we... From the beginning, uh, okay, when 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 I talked to Gaia about what is this Shungite, what am I supposed to do with it, you know, I mean, I had a heart-to-heart with her, and yes, I speak with Gaia. When her, her comeback to me was get Shungite to the masses, and I didn't really understand what she meant for a minute, I had to think about it. And right, so then right. I realized, oh, masses being, well, I actually said, why are you using the word masses? And she said, well, what's the next word you think of? And I said, massive. And she said, yes, that's the energy of the masses. Get the Shanghai to the masses. So I said, oh, okay, you know. So then, I mean, the key to this is that I was had internet radio. And at the time, I was with one of the two biggest radio internet stations there was. This was back in 2014. Mm-hmm. And boom, I mean, I, I started talking to people. I started... Uh, I also was trained in international shipping, and I was shipping weapons. Right. <laughs> so, you know, there was a lot more to to the uh, stringent controls and stuff, and I was not intimidated by international situations, you know. So I was yeah. able to put it together very quickly to get the Shungite here and to be able to start working with it and then to get it out. But, and I'm talking on the radio, but... In 20 minutes after I pushed the button to make the, the store live, I made my first sale. And awesome. every year after that, up to 2019, well, actually 2020, um, I doubled the sales on the Internet. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so you could see it was spreading. But then yeah. when Derek Condit took over, I couldn't keep up with the store. Derek Condit took over the store. He also put up a map, and it's a Shanghai grid map and what we did was we went out to people and we said you know if you got shungai go over there put your location and we'll see what happens well there's over a hundred thousand postings and i didn't haven't looked at it probably for a year of shungai all over the place all over the world now when we were doing some you know just talking and doing you know it, the, the, if we talk about things, you can't. Nothing's going to happen if you can't imagine it, and you mm-hmm. really can't imagine things unless you talk about it. So we talk about these things, and we were, you know, talking about the map and the grid and everything. And mm-hmm. then the next show I had, we started talking about the weave, because there's a water. We're talking. That's what got me on this subject was the water. That there's a weave, an energy weave. A connection to every piece of particle of water on the planet. Correct. It's all connected from the concept of quantum entanglement. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, what happened was that I began to, you know, really kind of visualize that weave. 
and I realized that the water and it was now being affected by the Shungite weep. But even more than that, there's a tree weep. Yeah. And the trees were there. So I can tell you that for the last three years, probably, there's been a connection between the water, the trees, and Shungite, plus everything else. But those are the ma major players in, in what's happening. Mm -hmm. So people don't have to have Shungite. They have to be able to believe in their minds, the imagination, let that go rampant and say, there is an energy field all around me that's Shungite, that's connected to water, it's connected to the trees that bring life, it's connected to the fun fun fungi world. Um, you know, so let me just connect to that too. Mm -hmm. And that will open up avenues of memory, in quotes, or uh, libraries of information. And it will also give people a spiritual grounding. We like to talk about, you know, getting grounded and thinking of it as earth. Well, there's also a spiritual grounding where yeah. you're firmly grounded in your spiritual nature. And when once you get there, it's like, oh, I'm home. You know, it's just a feeling of safety of I know what I'm doing. And fear can't penetrate it. Right. And I'm sure that you must be there because, my goodness, Karen, <laughs> you're a true hero because you didn't, you never succumbed to the fear, and you were looking at it alone by yourself in many instances. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I know God has blessed you. You know, you're blessed by all of the spirits and the the, the bedrooms people themselves. I'm not underestimating that they're not involved in this ever since I got, you know, introduced to them. And why was I so drawn to Russia? I mean, it's it's like it was like I could not get enough Russia. Every Russian course that they offered at the university I took, I don't speak it. I'm not that much of a fool. That's a very difficult language. I don't have the time to master that one, you know. I wanted yeah, yeah. to master an understanding of them. And, uh, you know, so um, Mark is, we kind of forgot Mark is, I, I do this to Mark all the time, and he's always really good about it. He's just like sitting here listening. But Mark, is there anything you would like to comment or ask about? Yeah, just additions. I was taking notes to what you're, everyone's talking about. So um, aside from, what was it? Uh, cosmicreality.com forward slash archives.html. This interview can be downloaded, of course, most podcast uh, phone apps. That's where I've, I'm able to download your other um, uh, shows. But um, what was I going to add? Oh, yeah, Karen this, can be found. This is going to be on Rumble, too. I've opened up oh, good, the Rumble. Yeah. yeah, I was going to be on up too. Um, so Karen can be found on facebook.com forward slash one. She also has a, a Facebook group. I hope this will be in the notes in the podcast app and in Rumble. But okay. uh, it's um, uh, Karen Lucic McDonald Data Shares Intel Truth Groups. Uh, oh, yeah. Be active. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I was looking for that Atlantic Atlantis Motherland book. So they do have a site. I hope it's the official one, Atlantis, Atlantis-Motherland.com. Mm -hmm. uh, amazing information, pretty much of everything you've been talking about. Hopefully that's the right site. Karen? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I know. Um, let me see. Um, 
Oh, as far as tools people can use, like in their hands right now. So the Genius Biofeedback, I think they still offer the 10 days for free. Is that right, Karen? To try uh, Ryan's got two different things he's available. In. And by the way, Ryan Williams is actually Army Intelligence, by the way, from uh, South Africa, but he's now in California. So he was part and I was part of the old SKU biofeedback, but uh, Dr. Bill Nelson and offshoots of Apollo 13 projects. Um, Ryan Williams' site is Insight. So having insight, insighthealthapps.com. And you can look for 10 days there for free for the genius. It will interface on any tablet, phone, or an iPad. So we have an Android and an Apple version just to let you know. So we've got the three things that we'll download on. But we also have an Odyssey, which is a very basic knockoff that you just put your voice into. And it will say, do you want hormones, detoxing, whatever you want to use the sound subfidial for. And that's a five day. So we actually have two different programs because he's developed 33 technologies. But, you know, some of them, like I said, you can have for free to just to play with it, you know, and uh, get a hold of us. But yeah, Insight Health Apps. And I'll give you that for the link because we've changed that recently. And I love my is another one. And I'm going to have my own site, which I'll send you to. It's at quantumbalancing.com. Karen McDonald. So I'll get that. And, and you, you got, you guys are going to give me all these links so I can put it in the information, right? Yeah, I'll Please. do that. I'll do that sure. and, and anything else that you, you've actually spoke of that you can remember, or you might have both taken notes. Give me those links because, uh, you know, we want to be able to have people re do the research themselves. Mm -hmm, Thank mm -hmm. you. Yeah, um, Karen's also found on Telegram. It's t.me forward slash. Karen and Lucic McDonald, that'll be in, in the, hopefully the Rumble channel and then the um, podcast episode details. Um, if people want to try for free and immediately your um, genius biofeedback customization, even during the, the thickness of the, you know, the shots and the venoms, and you were one of the first people, I think before artists, Dr. Artists. Uh, yeah, you talked about it on Facebook Live. It, it, the, their videos are still up and on YouTube, and you showed the frequency and quantum holographic, the, 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 the stuff on the scalar level, uh, frequency-wise, yeah. that are in the shots, and you gave us for free, the world, the remedies through frequency. So people can just take their phone or um, download it using an MP3 download of those frequencies, because I know they're like three-hour interviews, like Patriot Parabellum and whatever latest one. Uh, interviews you've done and then just play it in water or just listen to it before you go to bed but they're out there for free to counteract some of the effects of the shots I don't know if you can detail that a little bit mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no I think that pretty well covers it I'm also on um, I have my own YouTube channel Karen Ann Lucic McDonald just go to the streams and I'm on LinkedIn Alignable Signal MeWe so I mean I'm fairly easy to get a hold of. And then I have two emails, very, very important. Clanmother13 at Gmail, and that's with a K, not with a C, so Clanmother. And then the other one is Calm, K-A-L-M, 13 at ProtonMail. So, uh, you know, I do. I see people all the time. I've just had people we're doing in Scotland or whatever area of the world because we're all getting into this. And, of course, I think right now the biggest thing is the not just the AI, but the bio warfare, you know, that we're in there. And I'm one of those people that has deciduous bleeding. In other words, I go into anaphylactic shock because these people are so radioactive that are PCR or vaccinated. 
that I actually bleed. So if I get too close, I will actually start going into like a, a mini hemorrhage. And we're seeing a lot of that right now. So that particular thing is not just shedding or contact. We call it contagious contact vaccinosis. So I have really big protocols for that and for the spike protact that I've been talking with. And of course, I've done several shows with Dr. Robert Young. And you can look at drrobertyoung.com at his scientific blog. I think it's very important because we're also dealing with the contamination. Um, what people are not talking about, and it's been really put down, is what happened in Ohio happened in many, many cities. But that that happened in Ohio is contaminated basically what you would know as Ontario, Quebec, the whole East Coast, Nova Scotia, um, New Brunswick, Prince Edward Island, but now you're talking everything, New York. All your eastern board states along the Mississippi, Missouri, all the way down to Florida, to the Gulf of Mexico, has now been contaminated. And with those contaminations of the validating chloride and dichlorides and stuff like that, it's everywhere. It's in inhalation, and you combine that now with the aerosol geoengineering and the graphene and everything else in the chemical trails, it's now in our waters. And what you so aptly put about the cellular memory is important because where I'm visiting right now is called New Denver. It was called El Dorado in the old days. But this is where the original silver mines were. There's actually, if you can imagine, there's an original Tesla generator still operating in the sand and silver mine, which could be connected to some dumps and other tunnels, I may say, in this area of the Valhalla. But they have an, an original five water, glacier water streams are going right into that Tesla generator. It's still operating 100 and some years later here, by the way. So this water Dr. Emoto was sent. And because we're glacier fed here, it is one of the original waters in the world, which is why we get spring waters and stuff up here. And it's so, so important. Just like I'm going to be looking at some of the new areas. I'll be looking at what you call the Okanagan, um, north of Vernon and Silver Star and Mabel Lake and into that whole Monashee Mountains there, Cherryville and stuff like that, Lumbee. There are some amazing areas that we still have pristine up here that we need to get here and protect because like you said, that shungite can go on there. It's got cellular memory. And so what I do with the genius is not only imprint different crystals, could be shungite as well, but take the original water with the sound, with your voice. You're commanding with the creator. There's no one between you and like don't you know, some people say don't put god you know any god it's before you but same thing in this instance is you can put your own water and command it which is also like breaking the commandments one of the things that you mentioned there mark was that with the genius as you can try it out you can actually do your own water at home with headphones and it can go into the waterway so i usually suggest people put it into their local lakes rivers streams wells whatever you have can use for bathing, drinking, teas, can be used for watering your gardens, and it certainly can be used for yoni steams, and I use it for enema implants, you know, as a colon hydrotherapist. So I think we need to kind of think and produce it and put it out there as much as we can, and I really highly recommend, you know, getting that stuff, what we're seeing too, like, you know, with the colonization for the animals, the bees, everything, you know, putting, like you said, the Shungite in the water baths, everywhere where we can, wherever we can put electrical culture, we could certainly put that Shungite into the wire wrapping as well. And I know people like Dave Wolf got the biochart. We could use the Shungite powder mixed into that or with the water for this too. We have, we have to bring this to a close. Um, 
Uh, I, let's do another one. You you up for doing uh, more shows? Mm-hmm. Okay, then we're going to do that. Um, you want to say goodbye to our audience on this show? There'll be more to come. <laughs> I just want to thank you. You know, with okay. this Siebel, you know, your Yibya Taba. And I just want to thank all of you. I want to thank you for being here. I want to thank you for maintaining the peace, for understanding the peace, getting back to law of the land, going above and beyond the call of duty. I just can't thank you enough. And I, I can't thank you enough from the bottom of my heart and on behalf of my children and all of us. Thank you. Sasebo. Yeah, Nancy, go ahead. Yeah, so Karen's last three interviews can be found on BitChute, which are Project Camelot, uh, Dr. Robert O. Young, and um, uh, Fire Medic 8, FM8 on BitChute. So just check out Newest first, and then you could catch up on all the stuff she's been talking about, and on Telegram, of course. Thanks, everybody. Well, we're not going right now, because I just looked at the stopwatch. Mm, okay. <laughs> we've, still, we've still got about seven minutes. Oh, we can keep going. <laughs> we can get, we can keep going, you know. Uh, so let's just do that. Um, I'm going to try to keep an eye on it because I was looking at it as a clock thing, you know. But no, this is saying still got a few minutes here. Um, can I bring oh, up okay. something up? Just, I, yes, just, please, please. You know, know what? You know what? I think mind blowing. Mind blowing. I was telling Janine, Janine, Janine today. You got to see these stickers. If you use those stickers, stickers like, this is amazing stuff that, you know, people just aren't aware of. And, I mean, I've been in the field for a long time and had Shungite for years and all sorts of stuff. I've seen it do really wild reverse things in an actual, it was in an arc. So this huge piece of Shungite was in kind of a metal bow or arc. And you would spin it. And you know what would happen? You would spin it one way, and it would always want to go back to clockwise. <laughs> I've seen what that thing could do. And... I actually, after I talked to you, I ran and I put three more pieces on on the electrical box when the, uh, you know, the electricians left. So I was just thinking from the food and the water, just simple things people could do at home, like now that I just went out and did. Took me two minutes. Well, you know, the um, the Shungite is, I, I had a, an episode where I was, at the time of Atlantis, you can see if you, this feels right with you. The time of Atlantis, they were using... Uh, a shungite or a merkaba carved out of shungite actually um that yep, was yep. rotating to create the power grid that was going virtually worldwide and that was what got knocked over at the time of the demise of the atlantis now my understanding mm -hmm. was that it was destroyed i didn't know at the time it was i knew it was i saw it more as a dark blue but uh, very dark, black, black, blue. Um, but I, my understanding was it was destroyed. But then I found out, no, that some of the people from Atlantis that survived actually kept it. It did did survive, and that it's powering an inner Earth community. Does that feel right? 
Yes, yes, and it, and it connects it. with people that I know that are on special operations, we'll just say. And it correlates with information that I've been briefed on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah it makes sense. You hear about the people that have gone to the inner earth, and I don't mean the Agarthans and the other stuff here, but there are many different um, benevolent races also accepting uh, children that have been recovered and oh. for healing and stuff like that. And, um, but also in there that it powers up. So it talks about a lot of people talk about the crystals and the crystal cities inside. Um, I know I've known people to go into them and, um, they talk about the, it's like an innate power source. What's interesting is, you know, you can't phone from there, but you can text from there. So they have some sort of energetic electrical grid that must interface with that kind of, um, power that they have, that they, they can do that grid there. Well, we know, yeah, we we know that. Well, I I know that the Atlantean uh, group they they were being powered by Shungite, and we know that ET ships in many cases. Um, let's put it this way: when Walt was doing shamanic journeying, he was prevented from getting on unless he, at first, he had couldn't bring any Shungite on board, but then he could come. He had learned how to turn the Shungite on and off and so we could turn it off and still be allowed. But um, it wrecked havoc on their navigation systems because <laughs> their navigation systems are based on a counter uh, counter biological spin and the Shungite would overpower it and scramble it all trying to turn it. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there, there, there's just so much involved with oh. Shungite is so magical, and I just, really, people, it, you can just tap into it. You don't need to buy it, but buying it gives you a whole new perspective on what life is all about. And that's one of the things that I think we didn't quite get into in the book, but as we, after the book was written, we became more and more aware of the sentience, and we were aware of the sentience when I wrote the book, but we became aware of the sentience and the fact that the sentience itself seems to be growing. You know, it's like it's it's getting more and more well-developed, let's put it that way. It's getting mm-hmm. personality and, you know, it's just flushing it, fleshing out in it, in it so to speak. So uh, I guess, uh, let me see what the, what the clocks are. See, every time I go back to this thing, it wants me to put my code in again. And okay, so we're down to the last two minutes here. Why don't we just uh, make it, you know, uh, a contract between ourselves? And contracts are really key to it all. We've been doing shows for 10 years on contracts, you know, because it's such a critical thing. that. And the human voice, you were talking about the human voice. And boy, I want to get into that with you at some other point. But the human mm-hmm. voice... The Russians, again, found that the the thing that changed the DNA in a human being faster than anything else was a human voice. That's how powerful it is. So that's why you've got to be careful of what you say. Not, not only what you think, but definitely what you say. So I'm going to thank you, thank you, thank you, Karen. And thank you, Mark. I'm sorry we didn't let you talk much <laughs> to, to him all the time. Uh, yeah, um, can I give a quick? So you know. 
Mark's what? got a great idea with the Genius Biofeedback, too. So I want to thank you as well. Okay, go ahead, Mark. Uh, yeah, thanks, Gary. A quick reference on Sergeant Patty Brassard is two S's, and her latest stuff can be found on Rumble on the Gale of Gaia channel, as, as far as I know. So yeah, people look into that. Another special person. Okay, then we're going to close out the show. Uh, thank you, audience, for being here. Be safe, be blessed, and we'll see you next time. You've been listening to Radio 5G, a production of CosmicReality.com. Thank you for listening.